Uh, welcome everyone to the Lights Out F1 podcast. Uh, we got Patrick over here, Jakob down there, and I'm Claire. Uh, this is a fan-based F1 podcast if you haven't been here yet. And today we're going to talk about the race that happened last night for us, 12 a.m. to like 3.30 was it guys? Yeah, 2.30, something like that. Like that. Uh, the Australian Grand Prix. Uh, great race, not to get into. So, yeah, we're gonna start with just impressions of the race, Patrick. Um, I thought it was good for a lot of it until first Alex crashed and then Ogan crashed and Williams had to take an L. But it's okay. We were doing better than we expected. So, um, but outside of that, I think it was actually a pretty good race. Very eventful. Um, I think there were some unnecessary calls made by the fa but uh it was pretty good i'd give it like an eight out of ten eight out of ten okay Jakob. uh i liked it i mean it was action-packed you didn't have too many laps under a safety car um you had uh a hamilton podium which i was like uh so yeah and um but yeah overall i gave it like a solid eight eight and a half i thought it was a good race to watch yeah, I think I'd give it like a nine because I had the luxury of uh, waking up this morning and watching it and being able to fast forward through the, the red flags and I'm just sitting there, you know. Uh, but I think that I know that the red flags, we'll get into it, was a little perhaps unnecessary, but I think it made it a little more exciting, more racing time, less time under the safety car. What do you guys think about that? Um. I don't know. The red flags, I feel like the first one with Alex was kind of unnecessary because they had everything they needed to clean it up and the barrier wasn't like exceedingly damaged. So it was kind of pointless. Um, and I mean, the stewards could have easily just swept up the gravel and just like shifted the barrier back to where it was. Uh, and I mean, the safety car was doing a great job at holding them, hold up the rest of the field. So I think the red flag there was unnecessary. Um, and also the restart was kind of annoying just because like... Uh, it's just it was just really slow like uh, a lot of the cars in the back had no clue what's going on so i'm not sure uh they showed it but like six cars were piled up on top of each other and they couldn't even see around the corner and so it was like they almost all crashed into each other before we even got uh started so uh yeah the first one was definitely unnecessary um i forgot what the second one was called out for honestly uh kevin magnuson oh yeah i think k-mags yeah. rear left rear right wheel coming off um after a slight tap with the barrier um and that one makes sense uh i mean there's a wheel in the middle of the road and a haas that you can't wheel off the track so that makes sense um yeah it made for uh, what should have been a last lap shootout or a last two lap shootout um and then the third one with the alpines and fernando and carlos the distraught man uh yeah I mean, a lot of red flags. I think this is the first race ever with three red flags. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Jakob, uh, any thoughts? Um, I thought the first one was unnecessary, but I was like, I didn't really have a particular issue with it because it gave us less laps under safety car and more laps of racing. Second one, I guess, had more reason to it because it came ag and you, the wheels there, and debris and all of that. So, I mean, I didn't really have an issue with the red flag. I get, like, why people were upset about it, but I didn't really have an issue with it. I thought, like, 
I mean, you had more laps of racing, less laps under the safety bar. So I was, I was fine with, with the decisions. Maybe not five okay. second lines, but I was fine with the decisions. Okay. Uh, why don't we go through the teams and talk about the drivers and their races? Uh, perhaps starting with George. I think he got a virtual safety car for his retirement. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a virtual because he was in the pit lane. Uh, but he had. Uh, he was leading the race after turn one. Yeah. Thoughts? It was a fantastic start from him. I mean, uh, Yako was probably beaming. He's like, Merc, I'm pretty sure you told me at one point Merc won too. And I was like, I'm okay with this as long as it's George out front. <laughs> like, seeing George win another race would be amazing. Um, but it wasn't to be. Uh, I'd, still, I'd still say it's a really good weekend for Mercedes, but I think they it's kind of representative of the same thing that they had last season where. Uh, they thrive in cooler con- conditions, uh, and I mean, it just showed again through qualifying in the race this year. Um, I my opinion is that even if George had not retired, I think Lewis would have uh, beat him out for second place because you assume Max is going to win. So I think Lewis would have won because it just even in the laps that George was leading, Lewis just had so much more pace, like. Um, and George was like complain like I maybe George was conserving tires and like driving slowly to back uh, to to I don't I, to back up Lewis into Alonso, but it just to me on on pure pace it looked like Lewis was all over the rear of um, George. So um, I think Lewis gets second or third, beats out George in that race either ways. But um, well, yeah, it was a good 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 result. Pretty sure they talked hmm? about it post race. Yeah, uh, you just had George whining about it. Well, yeah. no, post race it was. Race, it was uh, jo- they were trying to keep the two Mercedes with each other. Like George had to keep slowing down to keep Lewis in DRS range. That was the only way that they were gonna keep Max back. Yeah, I mean, but eventually Max is gonna get through. So I, I wouldn't mean, say that. Much. I, mean, I mean, getting past two at the same time would not be easy. I'm saying. No, but I you mean, saw yeah, how Max just breezed by Lewis later. That was so after he didn't have DRS though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair, fair. But, um, yeah, overall, good weekend for Mercedes. Good weekend for Lewis. Um, yeah. Uh, Let's start talking about Red Bull, perhaps. Uh, Checo starting from the pit lane to end up P5 was an amazing drive. And uh, Max, although he had a, a shaky start, he ultimately showed his dominance in the end to pull out the P1. I mean, yeah, we all we all expected it. Even Jakob, even though the two Mercedes were together, we were still expecting Max to get by. And I don't think Chaco was going to have a problem making it through anybody in the field, save for maybe uh, Alonso on the Mercedes. So we were expecting yeah. to at least make it that far, at least P6 for him. So this is kind of expected. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, I think... The, obviously, Max's starts weren't that great because you saw... George got the better of him, and then Lewis got the better of him with that crazy move down the down the inside. So, um, uh, but for Checo, I think it was a good weekend for him. But in the long term, it's not looking good for his championship play because I think this will just give the excuse to Red Bull to start prioritizing Max. Because I don't know how far back he is, but um, I can see this being used as an excuse. But otherwise, it was a great drive for him. Great drive for both the Red Bulls. Uh, so it, it really wasn't actually a good weekend for Checo, I think, you know, with his qualifying and practice issues. Uh, he definitely turned it around for the race, but 
he was really struggling and I I don't think it was like clear cut that he was going to make it all the way back through the field with a, a mental block that, that you know that comes with having bad qualifying bad practices what do you guys think about that I mean, it's the same thing that happens with uh, Max outside of, like, I mean, they both struggled with something with the car during each qualifying session. You kind of, ex like, even if it's a bad weekend for Red Bull, it's similar like how Mercedes used to be. A bad weekend for them is P5. A good weekend for them is you're expecting a P1, P2. Mm-hmm. So it's a good recovery weekend from what how the weekend started for Checo. is a good recovery to P5. Um... So, I mean, I think we were all expecting him to qualify front row and give Max a, a good uh, fight, Max, for the win, but that didn't happen. So, good recovery. You know, up next is Baku, I think. Yep. So, um, he is extremely good at Baku, so we'll see if he can get back into the championship fight. He's, what, he's 15 points down right now, so... He needs to close that gap if he wants to be considered a contender. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, big bummer this weekend was Ferrari. They scored zero points uh, with Charles's DNF at the first lap incident with Lance Stroll and uh, Carlos's like penalty that just we don't know if that was it good, was it not good? What are your opinions on that? Perhaps. Um. Carlos' penalty couldn't be avoided. I mean, he caused Alonso to spin, which then caused Gasly to avoid, and then he couldn't see Ocon. Ocon couldn't know what's happening. He caused all the cars to back up, meaning that Sargent had to hit the back of DeVries, and just it, it, it. I think it ended like five people's races at the same time. So, it's, uh, a second per person, I'd say that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but outside of that, uh, uh, Charles, I mean, that's entirely his fault. As much as we want to say, you know, Lance is like a vegetable or an idiot or whatever, like it, it's you can't close the door from the outside. And Lewis tried doing it last year at Belgium. He get like got knocked out of the race, and now Charles tried doing it this year. It's like, you, it's all your fault. You can't blame anybody for it. But uh, very bad weekend for them. Uh, with this finish for Charles, he's now P10 in the championship, I believe. So. Hulkenberg is ahead of him. Lando Norris is ahead of him. Jakob, what are your thoughts on your, your Ferrari golden boy? Um, for Leclerc, look, I don't know if the... I, I was trying to pull up the, his driver cam, but um, look, he binned it. Um, it was, they chalked it up to a first lap incident, so it is what it is. Um, but I disagree with Patrick on uh, Carlos's penalty. Um, yeah, he caused the incident, but the only incident that he really caused was Alonso's loss of P3, but the FIA just gave back Alonso's P3. So, in real, uh, realistically, he, his, the incident had no effect on Alonso, so I don't think that five-second penalty was justified. Given penalty points on his license, fine, but don't give, I don't think that five seconds was justified. But... For Ferrari, horrible weekend in general. No points. Charles will go into the next race low on confidence, probably low on motivation as well. So we'll see what happens. And last year they both DNF'd, if I remember right, in Azerbaijan. So it's bad omens all around for the Scuderia Ferrari. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I do have to say, I think Carlos did sort of lead to the, the mayhem um, with all the other cars DNFing after he hit Alonso. So it's like you can't say that he just affected Alonso's race. He, he really did affect everyone else because of the downstream effects of having to avoid Alonso after he got booted. Don't you think, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a massive domino effect. It's just too many people having to do too many things. Uh, and I mean, when you have a car horizontal in the middle of the road, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot to avoid. I again, I don't agree with it simply because they went back to the original results, so everyone kept their kept their same positions. Nobody except really for those DNF. No, they all kept it. They went back to the starting order, didn't they? Like no, before so everybody, they everybody who DNF didn't get a position back. So the all oh, teams okay, were both in the points lost out. Basically, everybody who was in the points that DNF lost out on all their points. All three were off oh. for a pretty good result, and I mean, it, yeah. it, it just messed up the entire weekend for them. Okay. Yeah. yeah why don't we? Maybe the penalty could... justified, but I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so on that note, should we talk about Alpine? Pierre Gasly had a stellar drive before for his crash uh, with teammate Esteban Ocon. Um, thoughts? How did he get up there? The Alpine car was just really fast this weekend, like all weekend long. Uh, they weren't showing it in free practice, which is something that seems to be trending with them. Like every single time we go into free practice, they seem like they're really slow, and then you get to qualify in the race, and they're just so quick. Um and I mean, everybody was talking about it all weekend how like four DRS zones for a car that's really good in a straight line is great for Alpine. Um, and it, he was keeping pace with Carlos Sainz and uh, Fernando Alonso and Lewis up ahead. They're all like maybe two seconds apart each. Um, and then yeah, it's just an unfortunate crash. Um, but I think it does. I think a lot of people will be like, oh well, Alcon and uh, Pierre Gasly crashed. I'm like, it wasn't teammate fault. It was just. A racing incident. No, there's nothing that could have been done. Gasly couldn't see Akon coming. Akon couldn't have known what was going to happen there. So, um, I mean, I agree with that to an extent. I mean, my I had my prediction was that they'd be the first two teammates to crash out of a race. That's what happened. Um, now it's none of their faults. So, like, I don't think that tension that would have built up had that been like an actual racing incident. Had that actually been during the race and they had crashed out that tension. Is not there because of because it was science's fault, I guess, because of the domino effect. But um, yeah, it was a good weekend for the both of them. Science was uh, Gazi was like kept within DRS of science. He wasn't like dropping off as as you thought he might. But yeah, kind of a waste, I guess. Now, but um, let's just hope it doesn't affect uh, the rest of the season. I guess the incident is as, as such because I think at least when, when I was watching the onboards, I thought that Gazi. Gasly drifted too far on, towards the inside and just acted as if no one was going to be there. He should have just stayed his line as opposed to constantly moving. So, you know, uh, it is what it is, but, you know, they'll, we'll see how they do it. It'll, I think Azerbaijan is going to be a good weekend for them. Yeah. All right. Now let's talk about uh, Aston Martin. Lance, he had a, an okay race to come back after his... Uh, his antics with Charles and Fernando, of course, was driving stellar. Yeah, actually, I think this is probably one of the not-so-good weekends for Aston Martin. They seem like they're going to be fast all weekend, 
but Fernando couldn't get within DRS range of Lewis for the entire race. Lance was just stuck. Like, nobody was passing him. He wasn't going to pass anybody. Just really stuck in, like, P6 for the longest time. Um, it just felt like a slow race for both of them. Not, of course, slow in consideration of the other top four, or uh, others of the top four, but it's like it just didn't feel like a fantastic weekend. And even though you kept on hearing Lewis over the radio say, like, you know, the guys behind me are so quick or anything like that, it's like Fernando was never getting closer than one and a half seconds, and Lance wasn't going going anywhere anytime. So I feel like it's just like a kind of okay weekend. I mean, another podium for Fernando, so good for him, but not much there. All things can. All things considered, though, they did score their best results as a team, mm -hmm. three and four. So the biggest points all the season so far. Yep. Or their most average, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's um, – maybe it was just a track. I mean, it just seemed like the Mercedes had more pace in the uh, – well, I mean, according to Lewis, had more pace in the straights, and Alonso was quicker in the corners. Uh, I didn't expect Lance to make any really sort of impression on top four. He, he I mean, he finished fourth, I think, but um, I don't think, I sorry, I don't mean, I mean, he, I don't think he was going to make any impression on the top three. Had, let's just say, uh, Leclerc and um, Perez been up there as well, I don't think he was making any impression on the top three either ways. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, average weekend for them. I think maybe a spot of concern considering the Mercedes was able to keep them at bay for, for most of the race, if not all of the race. Um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise a good weekend for them. Points, uh, they're still maintaining P2, Fernando's P3 in the Constructors, so, and the Drivers uh, drivers Championship, so, you know, good weekend for them. Yeah, so Alonso got his uh, 105th podium, and uh, stats suggested that every driver that got their 105th podium, it was a win. Um, so just kind of like a coincidence. 101st? Yeah, because Jetta was on okay. okay, then 101st. Yeah. So that, that's what the stat was, 101st. Um, so everyone was hoping that, you know, he'd get his 33rd win today if he got his podium. But uh, stats are not to be trusted, like we learned last year with Lewis Hamilton. Just because it's been that way doesn't mean it's going to continue. Uh, so he he kind of disappointed maybe some people, and he, you could tell on his face that he was kind of like, okay, I guess third place again, but like I need to be fighting for P two, P one. He's now <laughs> getting tired of getting P three after. That much. I mean, I think the reason he was so tired at the end of the race is he's just tired. Uh, him, Lewis, and like everybody at the top. <laughs> Was there like I mean everybody in the race must have been exhausted because there wasn't any reprieve of a pit stop there was like nothing it was just like okay all you have to do is manage your hard tires for fifty six laps and like when he heard the red flag come out he's like really a red flag like and when they zoomed out of his face he looked exhausted I'm like all the drivers yeah. are like this so I don't know I don't think he's actually expecting to challenge for first or second just because when the Red Bulls are up there, maybe second this race, but he wasn't making an impression on Lewis. The Mercedes were just strong this weekend, and I don't think anyone's making an impression on Max. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but they did I, have, I mean, you know, the, the, the red flag, flag breaks, like where they got out of the car sometimes. I don't think I'm pretty sure Alonso, I don't Fernando's just stayed in, like, well, all the he red flags. He could have. Yeah. He saw Lewis. Yeah. Lewis like, yeah. 
it's like Bata. See, even I remember in 2020 and 2021, whenever there was a red flag, he actually never just wanted to stay in it. Yeah. yeah, he just stayed in the car. So a lot of drivers just stay in the car and and because like it's easier for them to keep going. So, but he did look tired. Like he just you thought like when they doing that second red flag, I think when they panned in on Alonso and like he the radio was playing, he just looked like let's yeah. just get this race over with. <laughs> Even though he was tired, he was still like mentally on it though. Oh, yeah. Um after the after the last restart, he was like playing all the scenarios through like yeah. oh they're going to have to go back to the order of like what because we didn't finish a sector and like he had that going in his head after he got hit by science. So, yep. he was he's on it even though he was looking tired, I guess. <laughs> it yeah. just shows you all the all the uh multitasking these drivers can do under extreme pressure. Okay, so talked about Mercedes, Red Bull, yes, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Alpine. We want to get to McLaren. Let's go. This will be their highest point scoring finish of the season. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's nothing against them. It's just like rude. Lando was fighting for P9. And so Oscar rude. was fighting for people. We have 20 races left this season. You don't think something else crazy could happen where they score well, better? Crazy things are going to happen. But, like, on merit, I'm pretty sure they're probably not going to get this high of point scoring position this season. Um, so what? This, yeah. the, much of this so sport it's, is it's, just it's a great, Don't get me wrong. Fantastic for them to score that many points. Awesome. Um, and I think it was good, especially for Oscar's confidence, uh, to score in his home race. Uh, Lando finally get in the points and not be sitting behind you know a williams uh but yeah it's just like i mean they were fighting for two points and then they ended up with 12 points so uh, a good yeah. end of the race for them but i don't think it was that great of a race for them or a weekend actually yeah that's true i agree with that but you know they got launched up to p5 so not much you can say even if teams are better than them in performance like yeah did they get the it's, points it's no i'm happy for them but learned it. yeah it's not seeing this again <laughs> you don't think like a little bit of a confidence boost going into a three-week break is is good for them i think it no, is i think they'll, boost. They're, they're also getting a their mm -hmm. major update that they were supposed to have the start of the year for baku so hopefully we'll see them fighting for those types of positions on merit but it probably won't be for like p5 p6 it'll probably be for p9 p10 just because breaking into the top eight is something that most of the bottom teams can't do right now mm. well I, it was nice to see lando fighting i think it was hulkenberg they were actually like duking it out for overtakes on each other so it was good to see some good ones yeah it was cool to see lando hold up for as for like well, how many of laps he did? He did hold up for. All right, two laps. Okay, well, he was he was told not to fight too hard. Because he just breezed past on Hulkenberg and everybody else after that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the fight with Hulkenberg was good. I don't know if I don't know if I I don't know if I agree that it will be this, their highest scoring uh, position this yes. season. I don't My anticipate guy. them. My guy. <laughs> I don't think he's getting any higher than P5 in a race, but um, we'll see what the Baku upgrade brings on the show. 
All right. We'll um, you want to talk about Haas? K-Mag, disappointed this this race. Nico, though, he was there at the right time. Um, basically, K-Mag just, the, the rule of thumb is don't run into the wall, and <laughs> did that. Yeah. I so. mean, the tires were so old. Uh, they were on lap 53 or whatever, and, like, everybody's tire saving at this point in the race. Like nobody's going for overtakes, overtakes outside of Checo. And that's because Checo is the best at tire saving. But um, yeah, it's literally you have to be faultless. And I mean, when you're running where he, where K-Mag was and you're not even in the points, you have no reason to be hitting the wall. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thoughts, Jakob? Uh, I mean, I don't know if, um, um, oh, Hulkenberg had a good race. I know Haas have protested the results to see if they can get Hulkenberg the podium. It was dismissed. Oh, it was dismissed? Okay, great. Uh, no podium for Hulkenberg again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, K-Mag's incident was weird. I mean, because like, I saw something, I saw an interview he was giving, and he said that I didn't even feel the car hit the wall. It just happened. I didn't know it hit the and, wall. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I was like, "How I did thought, you?" I was like, "You're like, in the grass," you... but I didn't actually see it hit the wall. And then Claire sent me a video. Yeah, I thought like, like maybe crazy. someone like, yeah, I thought maybe someone hit him. But like, then the replay happened. So, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't competing for points. So overall, I mean, what did they lose? A little bit of money to repair the car. So, you never know. Like with the uh, the way it ended up with other cars DNFing, like that's how the McLarens took advantage of it. You and uh, K-Mag because he gave McLaren all the. All their points. <laughs> Thank you, K-Bag. Thank you so much for running into the wall and popping your tire off, making me think, wow, those cars look weird without wheels. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Hulkenberg did the best he could. He got a P7 finish, which was great for Haas, all, all things considered. They had a pretty mid, just kind of actually bad weekend leading up to it, so... Because I think he, well, he did qualify P10. That yeah, was pretty was good. Say, it wasn't a bad weekend for Hulkenberg. Uh, it was a good yeah. weekend for him, actually. I'll give him that. Um, he qualified. I mean, he's a qualifying machine in the Haas. It's just, I'm glad we got to see some race base out of him. Because in both Bahrain and uh, Saudi Arabia, whether it be for damage or just driving purposes, he wasn't showing race pace. And today he showed some viable race pace uh, to match up with his qualifying. And he secured points off of it so good weekend for him okay now let's talk about alfa mayo sauber um i just feel like there's they're set adrift without fred Vasseur. uh they just haven't been making inroads really except for you know joe had a good result this race but valtteri botas has just fallen off i don't even see him anymore racing i don't think they showed him a single i think the commentators are talking about it. i don't think they showed a single frame of him this race it was kind of wild, given the fact that he's like the second Australian on the grid. But like, I was disappointed. I wanted to see him race. But Joe, on the other hand, Joe is actually like proving that he can be in the midfield. Uh, he's qualifying relatively well. He was still in the bottom five that got knocked out, but like he's out qualifying Bodas, who's been known as uh, a qualifying machine, and his race pace isn't terrible. I mean, he's been fighting for like P thirteen, P twelve. Uh, which is better than like 
seven other people apparently but uh yeah bodas is just not anywhere to be seen right now yeah not a great weekend for alfa romeo um nine ten eleven so good points at least for for joe um but uh valtry i think bit of a low the last two races i'm sure he'll come back stronger he's pretty good at uh baku so i mean i'm hoping to see a good strong weekend from him but um yeah this race just last two races have just seemed like a bit of a low for valtry in terms of the way he's driving and just not making any real inroads with the car and inroads in terms of overtaking and stuff so um yeah hopefully hopefully azerbaijan is better for him all right uh alfatari got nick de Vries. Who was having a pretty good race until, you know, he got, yeah. Again, and then uh, Yuki Sonoda, Yuki Sonoda got his got his points, finished P10. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, thankfully, he didn't set that record of being one of the only drivers to ever get 11th place three times in a row. Um, he was going to get it, but uh, he's good now. Um, hopefully he can, I mean, he's been fighting for that one point, like, almost every race so i mean he's finally got it and i think he'll probably still be fighting for that one point almost every race um alpha tire brought a pretty decent upgrade and you can see the pace of it um i'm still not impressed by nick you didn't even get the floor though because he damaged it during practice yeah. um i'm still not impressed by nick devries honestly uh i mean even before he got hit by logan he's still fighting for p14 and I mean, we were all talking about like how Nick DeVries is gonna like stomp all over Yuki, and I've yet to see it. He's not qualifying better. He's not racing better. It's just like, and yeah, we can say that, uh, you know, Yuki's had more time in the sport, but I mean, we we're all expecting much higher of Nick DeVries. Uh, fighting for P14 shouldn't be where he is. And even if he gets punted out of the race by Logan, like you got punted out when you were in P15, and you got DNF'd in P15, and Logan was still behind you. In the standings for it but uh not impressed by him right now yeah are you gonna defend your boy yeah of course i'm gonna defend nick degrees um i think the argument is i think that yuki has not just had more time in the sport but he's also had more time in that car and that car is effective is a pretty slow car it's a ship box in my opinion yep it's not really so um and i think the thing with uh nick is i think he's he has not just had to adjust to the car being a ship box because last year he was driving well he drove the williams so same thing but i think it's adjusting the car and adjusting to like the, the whole factor of the red bull uh powertrain right because i'm all like the because i know that there's like a big difference between there's a Mercedes. The, the way the Mercedes works is a lot more smoother than the Renault and than the Honda. So, um, you know, I think give him. Obviously, it's a we're in the third race of the season. Like, you know, we'll, we'll he'll get there. I think he'll get there. Maybe midway through the season or towards the end of the season, he'll get there. I think we're just. It's just not working well so far. I, but I have faith. I I think he'll get there. I think he's talented enough to get it together and uh, eventually either beat out Yuki or be competitive with Yuki. Yeah, I think my whole thing on it is like, yeah, you can say that it's that he's been driving with uh, Mercedes cars for all of last year, basically. But 
he's had just as much time in his car actually probably more time than oscar had with mclaren and he's been he was driving with alpine in a Renault engine and he's had definitively more time than logan Sargent. he also clocked in the most laps during postseason uh tests with alfatari so and it's also i mean it's three race weekends I think we can stop using the excuse that it's just he needs more time because Oscar Piastri clearly doesn't more time, need more time. Logan Sargent probably doesn't need more time. It's just a Williams. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think we can stop using the excuse. He just needs more time. It's <laughs> you don't think you don't think Oscar Piastri needs more time. I mean, he's he doing does. much better than the other two rookies. I mean, yeah, but I don't really rate Logan Sargent that highly, so mm-hmm. that's not really a barometer for me. I, I mean, uh, sorry Logan to be American. And Nick are one for one, and they both have a DNF. So, I mean, right now I can rate them pretty much the same. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know I, I'm just saying I think Oscar Piastri also has like the McLaren is a little better than. The Alpha Tari. I think we can all agree on that. To oh, yeah, 100%. Just a little. Okay, so I think, I think give him time. I'm not comparing them, but I think give him time. Okay, and I did not do Williams last because they are last in my mind or in the standings. <laughs> but uh, we got Williams as our last team to talk about, and in to defend them, I think their car is a little bit better this year. You saw what Alex could do this this race yep. until he messed it up. Get into that. He had a great qualifying. Oh, it was and... a fantastic weekend for him. Uh, minus the yeah. fact that he, I mean, just sheer driver error. I can't really defend him. <laughs> he locked up the rear wheels and sent it to a wall. Uh, and then Stewart called up a red flag. So uh, there's not much to get into. He just, I mean, he had a fantastic weekend all weekend long. He was uh, qualifying right up there with the best. I mean, he was only like six tenths off the pole. Um, yeah, he lost it himself, honestly. And then Logan, there's not much to talk about there. It's just it's the domino effect. Both Nick and Logan had to suffer from that one. So yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> um, Albon was like, "I, adios, I'm clocking out of this race." Go right, and uh, <laughs> hell yeah, and uh, Logan. I don't know. That was just a domino effect. Maybe it could have been avoided, but somehow I doubt it. So yep. um, I won't really give him too much stick for it. But I am I am kind of disappointed in Logan Sargent. Like everyone says, he's like good. I'm not seeing anything. He's not competitive with Albon. He's not. Uh, Albon is like as much as I don't like Albon, he is a good driver. He's yeah. a a midfield he's a good at best a midfield driver and he's putting that car in the midfield like maybe the lower midfield but in the midfield i'd say upper midfield is qualifying yeah <laughs> we're qualifying upper midfield but you know and sergeant just seems to be booping around in last place just just as much just as badly as latifi was doing it so you know i think i'd still rate him higher than latifi honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but like i don't think it's him, so you know um, you know, I think it's it has to be a quick turnaround for him because he's not James Valls' first choice. Uh, he wasn't James Valls' first choice for that seat, I'm sure. And I think um, I think it's this season or bust. In my opinion, it's this season or bust for him. So he needs to mm. pick it up a little bit. I mean, so I guess in this case, um, Logan has to drive against a driver who's 
probably one of the better drivers in the midfield. Uh, and he's not doing fantastic. And Nick is having a hard time against somebody who's probably at the low end of the midfield. And he's not doing fantastic. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not like we're, I was expecting much out of Logan. It's his first year. Uh, he probably has a lot more expectation on him than a lot of people are willing to give him credit for just because he is the first American driver on the like full-time American driver on the grid since 2005 or something um but it's not like we're, like we're supposed to expect much from him he's still driving in what is in essence supposed to be the worst car on the grid um and he's still a rookie so uh he hasn't had nearly as much driving experience compared to the likes of Oscar Piastri who's had an entire year in an Al Al Alpine uh, with like 5,000 plus miles or kilometers on him, and he definitely doesn't have as much experience as a 28 year, uh, year old Nick DeVries. So, I don't think we we're supposed to expect as much uh, as much from him, and I don't think he's going to be competitive with Albon at all this year. But I can't see him going at the end of the year. Yeah, I think they'll they'll stick with him for a year, another year or two, depending on how he does next year. <laughs> all right, so one last thing to talk about: uh, Danny Rick was in in Australia at this race. It was great to see his smiling face uh, amongst his native Australians. He was on the Red Bull pit wall, so that was interesting to see. But uh, I'm glad he's back there, I and mean, he seems to have high hopes for returning next year he looks to so a team. I yeah, that's also, true. Shout out for the fans. I found it. You know what? You know what I found really funny. Sorry to interrupt, but I, what I found really funny was uh, I saw this clip going around where um, I think Tom Clarkson asked, um, um, I think it was Zach Brown, uh, Christian Horner, and someone else, and Tom Clarkson goes, "I, I think I know what you're talking about." Yeah, have you noticed any differences in Daniel? <laughs> And Christian Horner just, it was like, it was a series of throwing Zach Brown under the bus immediately. He was like, <laughs> don't know what you did to him over there. He's looking really skinny. And then like, you know, he goes, we noticed he's picked up some really bad habits uh, when he came to us that we didn't recognize from the old Daniel. So, you know, we've cleaned those out of him. And I was like, yeah, you go, son. I might not like you, bro, but like you're taking Zach Brown to church. And I'm like, yeah, say it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Uh, uh, maybe we'll link that clip somewhere. Yeah, because um, it, it's a good one. Shout out to the Australian fans, though. Uh, they were hype as heck. Uh, they gave two laps of the wave, <laughs> and mm -hmm. the commentator is like, "Oh, they're finishing up the race for the drivers of the wave." <laughs> um, and also, like every single time something happened, like when there was a red flag, they cheered because like we get more laps. And like um, mm -hmm. every single time they saw every Daniel, time Danny was yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just, dude it was awesome. They it was like probably one of the best crowds that they've had in a long time. So yo, cool. but but they they like stormed the track though like before the race was like completely over. Oh, that's about right. Yeah, I mean the oh, race that's was a little scary. Over, to be fair, but. Yeah, no, the well, Australian. I think they're still on the track, though. Okay. They're still driving there. Yeah, I think it was it was during the formation lap, the last formation lap, formation lap, effectively. Um, but I think the Australian um, the safety thing for the track got brought up to the stewards, and it was just like, "Yo, boss, what the hell did you let them do?" <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, so yeah, it was good seeing the fans. Like the Australian fans, they've been sort of deprived of F one for two years now, and so or no. Did we lease in Melbourne last year? Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think... Um, Max Verstappen DNF. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes, Charles Wynn, Russell Pony. Yeah, they had, but I think, you know, two Australian drivers, well, two, three Australian drivers, I guess, if we're going to come <laughs> So, uh, two native Australian drivers on the grid, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they got to, well, not on the grid, but in the paddock, and they got to see Daniel and Daniel Jack Duhon like, was there as well. Yes, Jackie D. <laughs> um, Dude, if Gasly, does anyone think if Gasly gets those penalty points that Jackie D is going to get in there? Oh, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. They don't have anyone yeah. lined up, so he is the reserve driver. Um, yeah. One thing I'm curious about is uh, Lewis is having a problem. <laughs> uh, and his problem What's is problem? qualifying against George Russell right now. He is <laughs> three to zero on qualifying in George Russell right now. Um, yeah. and maybe we'll probably see it like a second half turnaround. That's the type of driver that he seems to be. Um, it's a, it's a type of driver like it seems like a lot of drivers who get older uh, become like second half of the season drivers. Uh, old Seb, old Kimmy, uh, just like a lot of the older drivers, like second half of the season, they ramp it up like crazy. No, but. Yeah, but I think Lewis is all historically. He's always been more of a second half of the season. Yeah. Like he takes it sort of a, it's like a mo- sort of a flat, and then it just like goes up as soon as like Spa comes around and mm. like the Europe starts coming around. So but yeah. So the other thing I'm about, curious about is yeah. so Lewis historically does not have a good reputation with having a competitive second driver, um, and this year it's starting to kind of rear its head again. Uh, with the way that he's commenting towards George. Um, they're not like direct attacks on him, but rather attacks on the way that like they're uh, subtle ones. And so even when he was made to like create an apology, it was like, uh, so it was, it's still based on the um, one that he had in Saudi, Saudi Arabia. And then they questioned him about it here. And he was like, yeah, George still did a great job. Happy for him. Uh, so he made the apology, but then he was like, but yeah, so it's still like down to like, roll the die and so it's like he said sorry but then isn't actually apologizing for the thing that he did um and so the same thing uh, happened here and like george qualifies better and somebody makes a comment on it he's like yeah george just i mean we, it's the same thing that happened last time just roll the die and he just had it better again i'm just like are you serious i think that's like like the indirect shots that's like the whole aspect of team dynamics mm-hmm. at least in f1 because I mean, it's you see, like you look at Red Bull, right? You had all those shots fired at them uh, between Max and Checo from Brazil, and then you had shots fired after Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, you have all this tension that is in the team because yeah. it's like, you know. So, I think that's always been a part of Lewis's approach to having a teammate. You know, he'll he's nice to you. A competitive. But in the media, yeah, he doesn't have to do it. Yeah, competitive. <laughs> he never had to do. He was always, he was always nice to Valtteri. Who is a nice Valtteri? But you know, but that's just that's how he is. Like he's he had some. He's always he did have some shots. He said it. he took in Valtteri sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just how F one is. That's how teammates operate. That's that's historically how Lewis has been. Max is like that. Charles to an, Charles and Carlos are like that to an extent. Well, Charles it's and just not Carlos that... actually have this season. They've died down a lot. <laughs> Probably because there's not much yeah, to talk well, about between the two. They're DNFing every two races. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's just uh, Lando and Daniel had it. Well, Lando had it more than Daniel. Lando was taking shots at Daniel quite often. Yeah. So. Well, I feel um, like Lando's weren't really shots. His are more like reality of the situation type. Deal. No, 
Like, yeah, he, but I remember last like, year a lot of his comments were like, "Yeah, I can't help him. Like, there's nothing I can do no. to help him because I mean, it's just the way we drive the car." And we admit, yeah. like, he was like, "Yeah, we both admit we have a garbage car. It's just we just have to figure out how to drive it." And so it's never anything yeah. against Daniel specifically. I just think he's just like giving us a very big reality check. Whereas like with Lewis, it's not reality checks. It's like you know, he's lucky. And it's like George is like I'm not being lucky. I'm actually like busting my ass to make sure I get the right. Setup yeah, uh, I I think that's just part of like <laughs> every team has different sort of points of tension. Uh, in the case of Mercedes, it's qualifying, and um, is you know George going to beat Lewis of the? Can he beat Lewis? Of George the, has always beat? been Mister Saturday, so it's like not that surprising to me. Yeah, and like I think also like you know Lewis is like. Obviously, Lewis is the all-time pole setter, so yeah. you know he will get there. He will get back to being that dominant force in qualifying and that dominant force in the race. Um, I think he's self-admitted that he's not comfortable in the car and he's not like really connected with the car this weekend. Maybe not because second row lineup and he then still said it to finish beat. Yeah, he said thousand. it. So okay, but that so. that can also go a lot into like uh, qualifying if you don't trust your car to put all the pace into one lap then it doesn't matter yeah. and i think yeah i mean i think it's just a point of tension for them they'll probably it'll probably be a point of tension for a while uh much like every other team so it'll it'll probably just wrap itself up at, at some point um yeah. yeah ferrari uh carlos Sainz right now is sitting 14 points ahead of his teammate um he's been yeah. qualifying uh I mean, this the t- uh, today was not today. This weekend was the first time he qualified ahead of Charles. Uh, Charles has no motivation right now. Like he doesn't even look frustrated about the fact that he didn't have to anymore. He just looks defeated. And I feel like Ferrari is like slowly killing his will to want to drive. <laughs> He's yeah, just, like, I can see that. Yeah, like ever since uh, let's say Spain last year, it's just been like a downhill slope with his mentality, and it's like it doesn't appear to have come back. <laughs> It's like he's just carried it on into this year, and it's just getting worse and worse. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna get. Yeah, it's gotten pretty bad. This weekend was just like I felt. I firmly think it's gonna translate to next weekend. I think like if he doesn't have a competitive car next weekend, he's just gonna drive around and be like. Well, there's there's a three week break, so you know that's a good mental mind reset time. Yeah, maybe so, but. I can like it'll be. I'm sure it'll be a good reset. But as soon as he hits the track, and if he's not qualified second row, he's gonna be demotivated because the Mercedes have more pace on race day. So do the Aston Martins. Yep. So what? For you're competing for fifth and sixth now. So, like, uh, I could see Charles losing motivation pretty quickly. That um, Baku's got to be terrifying for him because that's where his first DNF happened last year. Like, yeah, it was, it was also fourth race of the season, and, and he's just going down the straight, and his engine blows out. And like, yeah, <laughs> first off, you already have the PTSD of like, yeah, my engine's blown out here before, and also now you're just like, I've DNF two races already, and my other race is yeah. six, like a seventh place finish. So yeah, not looking good for him. And Carlos, I mean, he's actually having decent drives. Um, the five second He's time penalty, be... it's unfortunate, but I think right now it looks like Carlos is much hungrier than Charles for something. Whether it's better finishes yeah. or like just being in the race. Like Charles is drive like his qualifying is great. He still does pretty well in qualifying, but he's just his driving doesn't look at all exciting anymore. Yeah, I think 
it might be time to say bye bye to Ferrari for all the players. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be time to look elsewhere. Yep. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the possibility of Valtteri Bottas leaving uh, Alfa Romeo this year? What? Where is he gonna go? Just not just leaving the sport. And, oh, that's kind of um, disappointing. No, just Why like in you... general. Just because. Oh, there's, in general. Yeah, because it's like there's no rumors about it. But it's like you're driving a car where, like, you were supposed to be a team lead. Cool. And now your rookie teammate is appearing to do better than you. Um, Alfa Romeo brought an upgrade this weekend, too. And it didn't look like they brought an upgrade. Um, it's just like there's yeah. not much for him to gain anymore. Uh, it, he's not driving like he's a Mercedes driver anymore. He's not. Um, his qualifying's not fantastic anymore. He's got one points finished to his name this year and maybe he'll get more but it's like he's not going to be here when audi comes around and there's not gonna be many teams that want to pick up as he starts to deteriorate i mean he's still showing like he's having a lot of fun off the track oh yeah i don't know so (laughs) i don't know if i'd say he's deteriorating i just think the car is not great and uh this week it was just kind of joe lucked into Yeah, I think we're giving Joe a little too much credit three races into the season. After all, he did get beat by Valtteri last year. Yeah. So, you know, I think... Okay, but (laughs) give it... It's pretty much the same car. So I think give it... Give it a couple... Give it more. We're only three races in, guys. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Valtteri is a good driver. (laughs) Oh, we're not saying he's not a good driver. It's just like... You're saying he's deteriorating. It's not. It seems like it. No, oh, I don't. I don't know if he's. I don't. Even, I don't think you're. You're assuming that he's deteriorating at a faster no, pace. No, not, like not he's fast. Just, he's just. Sl- you can see it slow. Like he's slowing yeah, down as a driver. I, like not by yeah, a lot. It's just happening. Yeah, maybe so, but I, I think he's got that pace to beat Joe, and I think he'll be around till you know maybe twenty twenty seconds. Okay. I don't. I don't I know. You got any questions or comments thing for the the the, wa- the watchers? Oh uh, yeah, if they've gotten uh, this far. If you stayed till the end of the video or recording, whatever, um, let me know if you think that Carlos Sainz's uh, penalty was justified. Um, and also let me know if you think Charles is gonna DNF next race. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, until next time, it's lights out, and away we go.